Hi, this is Bob Sorrentino from Italian Roots in Genealogy, and I'm here to with an old friend, although we've never talked in person, uh, Alessandro Lovino from Bella Italia Gene- Genealogy. So welcome, Alessandro. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much to you, Bob, for finally having me here. I should just say finally, because of course, I've dragged you forever to have me, but it's an honor to be here today. So thank you so much. Uh, so, you know, I want to, there's a lot of things to talk about, but uh, yeah. as we know, you know, you did you did some research for me and, and I have to tell you something very interesting that I never told you before. Sure. Um, you know, I originally asked you to try and research the Sorrentino family and you gave me a dump of a lot of Pio Malo and Cracciolo that I had never known. Uh, and that prompted me to get some more things on my own and it also confirmed a lot of what I thought I knew, but I wasn't 100% sure. I guess it took quite some time before I got the dump of the Sorrentino family. And what I have to tell you is that my cousin Louisa, who uh, is a Sorrentino cousin, although her name was Di Maria, her, her mother was a Sorrentino, sure. she passed away the day before you sent me that data dump. Is that right? Oh, that's so scary. I've never Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy. It's giving me goosebumps right now. I'm chilling. Oh my god. Wait a second. So is this something like gonna make me feel bad because maybe you were supposing to send us off to her before her passing away? No, no not, sorry not, not really. Uh because she was um she was my go to person because she lived with my grandparents. Uh Oh, I can, my, I my my Sorrentino grandfather and my Piamalo grandmother. Sure. And when I first found the record for Nicola Piamalo, I had never heard the name Crotchelo before. Oh, I see. Okay. So I had no idea who my great-grandmother was. And so I went okay. to, to Louisa and I said, do you know this name? And she said, of course, that's Nanny's mother. And I said, did you know how connected this family is? And she had no idea. It was never talked about in the family. I had no idea. Uh, The only thing I knew at the time was that my great-grandfather, Pio Malo, was, you know, a count of sorts or something like that because we had his card. I had no idea how far that family went back and Mm. definitely had no idea about Emilia Cracciolo, who was connected to the... Princes of Avellino and the princes. Yeah, well, of... <laughs> indeed, it's a big name, you know. And the fact that you know, I, I definitely was prompted myself to find more. As as it's, you know, you you actually had been one of the first only cases I had been given the honor to, um, you know, to 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 look into noble family. It's, it's all about nobility, after all. And the Piromalos were just uh, tied up to uh, one of the Crotchelo main streamlines uh, down there in Naples. Uh, you know, that's you know. But I mean, I, I'm just now finding this very interesting. At least that Lisa uh, could help you attain the connection even before you know she died. And whatever I I was able, then I understand that whatever I was able to find out um, at least prompted you to ask her, and and at least in a sense uh, you you got in the first circle there, which is you know yeah I'm, I'm very happy to hear this story. Oh my gosh, thank you for keeping this story before you could to- tell me until today. It, it, you know, and we're live on the show. I, I can ask for anything better. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of why I waited because I, I you know, it, it, it was just, it was just a, you know, I, I've talked about this before. You know, there's a lot of sure. things that I hear coincidences, but I, there's so many yep. things that happen. Well, you see behind me uh, that that coat of arms for uh, Amelia's yeah. father, 
Filippo. Uh, yep. And he married sure. Elisa Moore from Switzerland. Right. And I had no idea. Oh, she's from Switzerland, not from Austria. I thought she was from Austria. Though. No, she, she was so, born in Lucerne. Okay. Got and, it. And Got her it. father... Mm-hmm. Her father was, uh, he was a, um, a captain in the uh, uh, Swiss Guards assigned to Naples. Um, and, right. and Filippo was a uh, lieutenant in the Neapolitan Cavalry. So one gotcha. has to think that, okay. the, the, you know, her father knew him and he met the daughter and they wound up getting married. But that, the, the shield behind me, I got from somebody, I, I, I researched her family through this link that I got for Switzerland. And they said, send us, you know, questions in English, English, awesome. Italian, or German, and we'll answer you. So I said, well, my great-grandmother was, uh, great-great-grandmother was Elisa Moore. Do you have anything about that? And they gave me a dump of all the prominent Lucerne families back to the 1300s. Oh, yeah. oh, and wow. then there's another okay. family, Amrine. And I contacted this guy, and he sent me that. And he said, this is in an annex somewhere, some annex in Switzerland, with the two wow. family names. Oh, so, my God. So, so one has to think that at one point they went back to Lucerne. He, you know, she took him to Lucerne or whatever. I, I have no idea. Sure. Um, right, but, right. but it was pretty interesting. But... Um, and you're telling me you, you had no idea at all about all these details. Like, there's no... There was no family lore ever passed down, no, or no. anything that you could. Wow. No. Well, I, the I'm only honored. the only thing the only thing I knew <laughs> the only thing I knew is I had my great grandfather's card, uh, and that's that was kind of got me started. And then when I started talking to my cousin uh, Louisa, she told me that my grandmother used to tell her or tell the, tell them that her um, cousin was the princess. And they just thought she was, a, you know, you know, she was losing it, you know. <laughs> of course. But, but again, it was the you know, my father never talked about it. My grandmother died when I was like twelve, and she spoke mostly Italian. And I, you know, I never thought to, to ask, ask these questions, sure. you know. Um, sure. But let's talk about you know Bella Italia a little bit and what you do for people Thank and you. how you connect people. <laughs> of course. Well, actually, what you just shared here is a story, you know, and I definitely wanted to. Uh, take a minute or two and, and actually even more to, just like you did. I, I want to, of course, to share here with, with, with whoever's watching this now, even, you, you know, you and I uh, with each other, uh, the fact that you definitely have been part of the start of a challenging mission, although I should just not call it challenging just because of the fact that it keeps growing and growing at a fast pace and rate even more every year, that's what actually makes it challenging. But you were there to start. So starting from your experience with me, actually leads me to explain a little bit more what we've been perusing and I mean pursuing um you know ever since that time because it's it's it, well it must have well been what like not three four years ago that we met probably um, four yeah 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 and, and, and I remember actually you came now here's gonna be a story I never told you but uh you kind of hit my board hit my email or mailbox in a very lucky time. And you really hit the jackpot, I should say, because I had just been granted access to the Naples City Hall archives uh, back in those years. Um, so prior to you contacting us, there was no access at all. And Naples itself is a perfect example of what I want to disclose here for, for whoever is going to watch this um, to, to understand and kind of give the understanding of what Bella Italia does and is proud to do every day. 
which is all summarized, I should say, or recapped in our slogan called Your Roots on the Ground Experience. Um, it, it's not it's not just because we love military, whatever, whatever, whoever serves the army that we choose that that slogan, but because of course it's taken out of the boots on the ground expression, but it's sort of like military goes boots on the ground. We are here to help you attain your knowledge and family history as close enough as possible you can get to the source records. And that's what exactly Bellatelia aims to doing. It, it aims at checking your your records and your family history down at the source. So we get out of business going to the actual repositories. I, I know it sounds like rhetorical or sort of like simple in a sense, like going to the records. Oh wow, what's what's fun, fancy about it? Well, if you're if you see a recall, and of course it's not recalling, but it's more like uh knowing, and now of course you're one of my perfect favorite guru, gurus out there in genealogy. You, you've acquired so much knowledge uh, ever since we met, and I really congratulate you on that. Uh, but Family Search has done a massive amount of work, and it's been doing so for a century now. Um, but see, I was using the Naples in your research example just as such to explain that Naples, for instance, it's a big barrier. It is a big brick wall that a lot of people will face at one point. Um, just let me do a disclaimer, though. A lot of people think their family must have been from Naples to the city just because their family members passed through the port. I mean, everybody's still from Naples, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody from the south. And we're all southerners. We're not going to tell the Northerners that we are, we're better, better Italians, but it's, it's okay. That's not our discussion. Uh, but southern people, I'm just kidding. I love other Italians. Uh, anyways, um, from Naples, everybody sailed off. Now, Naples luckily enough, has only a portion of importance among all the records I've been asked to access for my clients. What, I want, what I'm trying to say is Naples is going to be far from being scanned from any organization, what Family Search or MyHeritage, all of these big, big guys, uh, unless there's going to be a direct involvement or some interest from the government itself. I'm saying this because of the perfect lack of organization that some archives have. Um, I know I'm definitely derailing here, so please cut me off. We're both Italians. All Italians cut each other off in the discussion, so please go ahead. But one more bit I want to say is so that I can explain what all we do and how Bella Italia tries to take action here for you and for all is indeed to bypass those tough moments when you realize you have the brick wall. And brick wall is always going to be there just for one reason, and here's what I want to say. Italy has no genealogy interest, I should say. I'm, I'm very sorry to say this because it's so, it sounds like a big bummer. It sounds like a big disaster, all those who are listening to this. But it's so true that apart from some a- a- academic, I should say, academic organizations like Yaji, or I-, I know a lot of them, right? So, and I really handshake shake the hands on, you know, on what they've done and, and all that they've accomplished. But most of what we have genealogy-wise in this country is sort of felt as though it's more nobility-related. And most people think genealogy is just for those who have knights and chivalry or uh, princes or, you know, whatever other, you know, cons or uh, dudes you may, you may have heard of your family. That's how you do family history. That's why you should. People think it's coat of arms. People think it's heraldry more than checking your father's family histories back in time that's the that's the thing that we face every day every day we're confronted with a lack of knowledge about what we do 
and how we want to do it and why we want to access these records. And that's exactly what we try to facilitate for our clients. Well, yeah. And, you know, and that's why I contacted you because I, I was, you know, I was checking the Antonati for years and I couldn't find the Sorrentino. I couldn't find Achilles Sorrentino. I knew that that had to be my great grandfather's name because my oldest uncle was Achilles. So, you know, it, it, it had to be. And my father was Nicola, named after the paternal grandfather. So, so I knew that had to be his name. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I had no idea that he was a lawyer uh, and, and that he right. came from Nocera Superior. I always thought they just came from Naples. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, since we talked, I was checking the records in New Jersey newspapers about a year ago, they gave a free access for a week or something like that. And I found the obituary of Julia Princey, Achille Sorrentino's wife. Right. And it said in there that, uh, now I'm sure it was an honorary title, but because it, it listed him as uh, Marquis Achille Sorrentino, who was a Supreme Court justice in Naples. Now, I haven't been able to confirm that. Right. Oh, I only have this little <laughs> newspaper article saying that. All right. All right. Um, but <laughs> that's a start. It was very interesting because, again, I, I had no idea that I that, that he was a lawyer until you sent me the record. Uh, and I had certainly had no idea that he right. was theoretically a Supreme Court justice in, in there. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Do you know there's always other records out there? I mean, we'll, 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 we definitely get this topic right here. I, I definitely didn't want to cut you off, but just so I tell, Here's another hint of what we do, and it's not just about BMD records or birth and deaths, but we also try to attain uh, other facts in your family history, uh, as in notary records like dowry um, arrangements or, or wills and testaments mm-hmm. and any kinds of email line records. For instance, like last week I was in Calabria, which I, I, may, I, may, I may see, like, you may have noticed for some of those things on our Bella pages on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but, you know, I was actually asked to find out about wills and lens being passed down to generations. This client has just recently found out that she can claim a piece of land. And for how good it is for her, it's also, though, another reason why I need to be very cautious in all the kinds of dealings I have with towns, as perks may be very attentive to situations like Oh, Americans are coming back and claiming their land. We don't want their properties to be claimed again. You know, this is the kind of background you have, as you get, especially when I'm asked, and you may ask me this question, but for, for instance, for I was saying, uh, I was saying, I was talking about prior to this recording, Trace's uh, uh, history or story uh, that she shared on the Casaluni trip, which I thank her a lot for mentioning my name. But uh, Tracy, for instance, went to Casaluni. We had a great time. We found her family. Luckily enough, nobody asked, why is she coming? Is she coming here for lands? A lot of people don't ask that. A lot of people will not understand, or most people will not understand or grasp the meaning of the stores or why ever you guys care. It's been more than 100 years ago, you know? Well, anyway, I'm still digressing, of course, but I'm just literally just adding a little more pieces to the puzzle of what I, what I have here uh, to, to fight with sometimes, but work with every, every day and be happy about it. Uh, my wife keeps asking me, okay, so which castle are we getting? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it makes sense. 
because, because well because you know because again some of the things I found but to your point I I did the free consultation with Family Search uh, as more as as you know doing it you know as a podcast interview than anything else and they uh-huh. came across the will of Gaspari de Riso and Gaspari oh, he oh. was he was the he was the uncle of um, I guess my fourth great grandmother. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth or fifth, uh, Marie Angela de Riso, uh, sure. who inherited, surprisingly enough, uh, she inherited the de Riso wealth because there were no male heirs. And Gaspari wow. said in his will that he would only leave the property to somebody named de Riso. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's right. got that Right. And just around the same time, uh, there was some law passed in Italy allowing for the for the females to, to, to pick it up. I had no idea. Um, huh. and, but eventually, she, she lost all the wealth um, when Napoleon came to Italy. And she, she wound up in, in Paris, of all places. Uh, wow. And <laughs> she, she lost... She lost uh, Capacota, which eventually mm-hmm. I think came back. Um, sure. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, that, we, we canceled the trip to Italy twice. I'm hoping we're going to get there in, in, in May because they're going to bring us yeah. to the, the, yeah. the town hall, which was the family palazzo, you know, back then. Right, so. right. Believe it or not, I heard part of this story already from our uh, mutual friend. I really want to mention her name here because I already think you know she she deserves a lot of credit i'm sure you have may have interviewed her or not i don't remember but letizia sinisi yes uh she's been fantastic you know dealing with you and, and pretty much she's uh she's the person that felt I, I sort of passed down the responsibility of continuing your family history while i was just getting busier and busier here and i really uh apologize for that but i i'm very happy that you and sure as you were as you are in good hands there and so believe it or not though she contacted me because she still wanted to for me to have me to have some part of be part of something in your uh, big tour of southern Italy. So maybe when you, whenever you're coming here, you know, I'll I'll be honored to meet you in person and maybe uh, be around with you there too. So yeah, no, definitely. And and Leticia, like you said, she's been great. She's made she's made a couple of trips to Naples to meet with my cousin Cinzia, uh, who's nice. been fabulous too. Because Cinzia, uh, she she created a Facebook page, Piermalo, thinking uh-huh. that. She was going to find maybe relatives in Spain or South America. Mm-hmm. She had no idea that she had an American cousin. Wow. Wow. So, and, and I was out there just, you know, on Facebook, because Pier Malo is not a common name. It's it, only the family has that name in Italy. Right. That's so, right. so, you know, when I contacted. In other words, I'm sorry just to say, but people need to know some names like Pier Malo do indeed lead to the only branch that's available there. And that's about a nobility that you guys belong to. Sometimes it may be easy that uh, you can mix up, mix yourself up with a fam- famous name, although just because it's part of your family, you assume it's related to that nobility branch, but it's indeed not. And that's still where genealogy comes in place and helps you out. But in your case, Piramalo, there's no exception. I mean, there's no, there's no need to doubt uh, yeah, and and you know, and, and again between you and Chinsia, when we, I started, you know, saying to her, well, who's this person? And she, that's my great great grandfather. We were able to trace back to Count Giacomo and, and all of that, and she's been fabulous. And in fact, I had I had 
uh, one of my um, grand grandparents' children, I thought his name was Erico, uh, sure. but it was Enrico. And oh. with Chinsia's help, um, I have found that um, I have a second cousin from Enrico. Oh, just wow. recently, That's just good. within the last, just in the last couple of the last two months. We, oh, we pieced nice. it all together. And wow. I was friends on Facebook with Roberto's son, Nico, Nicola, mm-hmm. right? Because you know how those lines work. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and we kept trying to put it together and there was a Giovanni and I thought maybe, and he said, no, my, my, great, my great-grandfather was uh, Enrico. Uh, grandfather, but that's actually. not too far. So no, close. no, like, I never yeah. knew, and that it's and it's better uh-huh. and it's funny because Nicola was the grandfather, right? Uh, right. My father was named after him, Nicholas. Uh, Roberto's uh, father was Nicola. They were born three sure. years apart. Probably never knew each other existed. Wow! Right. Huh. Uh, my wow. name is Robert. His name is Roberto. Oh, wow. We were born yeah, seven years apart. About it. That's right. <laughs> we were born seven great. years apart, and there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason why I should be Robert and he should be Roberto because they, they just picked those names, as oh, far as I know. Um, he has a son, Nicola, and I have Which... a I have a daughter, Nicole, and my sister has a son, Nicholas. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's the best story here, brother. Today, it's amazing. Isn't it's that insane. Wild? But you haven't, you haven't just found him via DNA. I mean, that's not a DNA connection, right? It's just because Italians don't do DNA. No, it's right. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> I'm going to bring a couple of. I want to bring a couple of kids with me when I come, and give one uh-huh. to Chinsia, maybe one to Roberto, yeah. and you know, you know, take well, it from there. You're not. I'm starting something there. I mean, I took my own test twice on on two different companies, and of course. Please, guys, do update your data on GenMatch. Every single test company should be on GenMatch. GenMatch is, I'm pretty sure you know that, but it's a mutual, right. uh, shareable, you know, spot on the internet that you guys can just upload your data and uh, it's going to be connected to the others that you may not even know you're your cousins. And just because they take a test on other companies doesn't doesn't mean they're not your cousins. Uh, but yeah, Italy has not, such a, again, we're, we're still talking about the same uh, the same stuff here. Italy has no such uh, um, a knowledge or uh, I, I, I shouldn't, I, you know, of course now my Italian thinking just comes in the way. So I'm, I'm just struggling now finding right words, but it's not a demanded hobby, if I should say, or it's not something that people, well, indeed is a hobby. I mean, people do it. People want to find out about their origins, but it's not such a popular thing to do, not even to the extent where DNA testing may be widely known around. And of course, it's, it's understandable if one thinks or looks at the society and how we are all made up and tangled. You know, we first of all, we're just a young country. We've been up for 151 now, 61 years, 2021, right? So, um, but people have not much interest in finding that their family is, we're just from the village right next door to the other place that they were being, they had been born. And, you know, myself, Bobino's, are only from Palpizi, about like 20 miles away from Barranto, where I'm based out of. Uh, so it's, it's really not going going any further. Uh, and it's it's just always been there. It's, it's a little boring if you think about it, but it's, it definitely is not if you're a history geek and you want to mm-hmm. explore at least old records. I'm going to 
share one thing with you, for instance, the genealogy love I have, which of course you can't run a business without a love for this field, right? You can't do this without a passion. And my passion arose at the time that I was trying to find uh, my family in the U.S. I had no idea that we had a great uncle. Well, my father's uncle, who, who will be, of course, my great uncle, my grandmother's firstborn uh, brother in the family, who was the only one that everybody knew had moved out. And so I just recall, I had no idea what ancestry was. So I'm just telling this story to you so you understand what average Italian I had been until genealogy hit. And I got a bug, right? I had got a bug at that point. I was not even aware. But Italians don't know ancestry. I have no idea about what it is. And MyHeritage is the only company that is now promoting DNA tests on our TVs. I've seen some TVs, TV ads with that company promoting DNA kits. And I'm so happy. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up getting a joke at the age of 22, 23. I was really getting involved and I was, you know, enhancing my skills. I had no idea how to research nothing. Nobody has taught me. I mean, I've just found stuff myself. There was no, anti- it's a world that Antonati was not even thing. There was only, there was only Tutto Genealogia, the IT. It was the only website available besides Italian, italiangenealogy.com, which was the, sort of the uh, opponent or not the, the corresponding American website. Right. Uh, nevertheless, I remember that I got a joke where girls were around me. And, you know, of course, I always like girls, but it's just that I, I was focused on genealogy so much. And my friend said, I think you love dust smell better than your smell. So, well, uh, and that is kind of an iconic thing. Now, of course, I got a nice sweet girlfriend right by my side. And she has to stick with my love for the books and for all old stuff. You know, she she's now getting involved as well. You know, it's either leave it or take it. People don't get what genealogy is all about. And they don't absolutely get the meaning of going crazy and making links and connections among all family members in your tree. That's yeah, no, and, and that's like a, that's like in my family. There's one or two wants to, you know, I'll publish something or two then they say, Oh, you know, that's interesting. Most of them could could care less, you know, that's, that they're just not that's interested right. in. Unless I find something really, really, you know, uh, that's funny. Right. Um, so, so I have to ask you, what kind of, you know, things have you uncovered for people that just, you know, blew you away or blew them away? We'll be right back. Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com. Well, I wish he had asked me this question prior to the recording, because now I think about <laughs> it a little bit. Uh, I hope I'm not going to bore anybody. Of course, I digress and talk a lot that I never do. But uh, And of course, you can always talk while I think. Uh, but... Oh, uh, there's plenty. There's a lot of stories. Um, okay, I'm just thinking that for instance, ciao, Diana. I'm, I'm saying hi to you, Diana Oliveri. She and her family came here for another portion of our, of our services that we are, are actually getting very popular for, and that's about dual citizenship uh, and assistance with you know having people apply either remotely, meaning in the U.S. remotely for us, as we're going to be sitting here in the office. Uh, and people apply either at the consulate. Well, good luck with that because, you know, getting a, uh, an appointment these days, especially mm-hmm. in COVID times, is easy. And it's not easy at all. Uh, but I can discuss with you later if you want. Uh, but she was here for instead of the other part of the service we do in citizenship, which is offering an apartment 
for people to stay as long as the process takes and such that the citizenship will be granted. Um, and there's a whole board of details there. But uh, the, the best part about her stay here is that she also wanted to take a week off of her time here and spend it touring six towns that she knew were part of her family history. Well, I turned out to find four more or something. I can't just recall, but there was actually four more that we didn't end up perusing and checking stuff out because, of course, I was only able to find out about those when looking into records in preparation of that tour. But one thing that really blew me away was that we ended in one of her third or third ones removed cousin's house or apartment in La Bello Potenza. And this lady, well, the lady was the wife of the guy, but anyway, the cousin still had the mirror where Diana's great, it's getting complicated now, great-grandfather's first or second cousin had in his shop in the early 1800s as a barber. Wow. So the mirror was still there. And I do remember vividly that we, we had a professional photographer along with our tours, but we also could take moments and pictures and memories of your tours. He took an amazing photo of her, you know, mirroring herself in this mirror back from 200 and more years ago. This is one of the things that genealogy can do. Another thing that comes back to my memory, and again, hello, the other client, Bob, uh, just like you, Bob D'Angelo from Woodbury, Connecticut. Uh, we That was one of the first times I was taking somebody on a tour. It was even prior. I think it's actually prior to Bella existence because Bella has been on for five and a half years now. And I've been in the genealogy field for over well over 10 years, but I was freelancing and I was just helping other companies. Uh, so for this company, I was doing Bob's tour in Piedmont de Matesa, Caserta, and uh, which was once called Piedmont de Alifa for, for anybody who doesn't know. But uh, well, long story short, we, we in, a, in, a, in a part of the tour, I had no not predicted a lady comes out on the alley and, and asks, you know, was actually wondering who, who, who these guys were. And this is one of the things I hate the most. When I on the streets in Italy and I got to talk to clients on the phone, sending voicemails on WhatsApp to my project coordinator, Jeanette, or Justin, my U.S. manager uh, that we have in Connecticut as well. Well, I speak English on the street and people just turn around at me and, you know, wonder who the alien is <laughs> that's talking this alien language. But so the lady did the same thing when we were on a tour and she came up with a huge key in her hands like as, as though she had done his own purpose, but there's no purpose thing. She just brought this key out of her pocket. I had no idea where it came out of her pants or skirt. And she took us to church that I had no idea existed because it was not a parish church. It was just a little chapel church, if you will. Uh, no chapels like Vegas has, but a chapel. And Lucy, St. Lucy's. Well, remember this, the Lucy thing goes, St. Lucy is the protector of sight, you know, for your eyes and all for mm -hmm. those who believe. You hail St. Lucy for that you can protect your eyes. Well, sure thing, there were ex votos. I'm not sure how you guys call it in English, but ex votos is sort of a piece of either metal made or wood made item or I shouldn't say souvenir, but it's more of like a comm commemorating piece of, uh, mm, you know, I, I, of course now I'm struggling, but, you know, something that you do to worship the saint in favor of, well, for the favors that he or she gave for whatever miracle that you believe he or she made happen for you. Mm -hmm. Well, sure, sure indeed, there were tons of these pieces and items and objects at the feet of San Luis's statue. That's why I'm really focusing on this San Luis because it was all about eyes, eyes, 
uh, pieces of ice, nice carved in stone or metal. Well, the first and only one that a client picked up from, from the feet of the statue was a metal made. And the story goes, the tradition goes, well, actually, the lady said, you got to approach it to your eyes, just kind of hiding your eyes and have whoever's taking a picture, you know, being, being your picture taker, just take a shot. And so you can protect yourself from that moment. You know, it's kind of a traditional thing. Sure thing it did. But then after the picture was taken, I still remember this, uh, you know, got, of course, for those who listen, who's not watching, it's going to be not good. But I'm, I'm going to just show this on video. Got this off his eyes and shouted in the middle of the chapel. Like, What's going on? And he, and he goes, you won't believe this. His great, great grandparents' names were on it. He had wow. picked up among all the otters. He had picked up a metal made ex photo that his great grandparents, great great grandparents, had sent off to Italy from America, Connecticut. In because what they wanted to do is you guys sell this item and you make money to repair the church. That was the whole thing. But I never knew there was never, you know, fused. It was never melted down to make money or whatever. It was. Just you know, drop there at a statue. After a hundred or more years, the same part, a, a member of that same family came back and picked it up just, just that by chance. I mean, there's no, no purposeful surprise. It was, it was a whole thing that was meant to happen. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, these things aren't accidents. I mean, I just interviewed somebody who's similar thing. He had bought a cross somewhere, uh, somewhere in the South. And um, he, uh, he went to the church in the family town, you know, the hometown and small little sure. town, tiny little town. Uh-huh. And he got to go, of same course. thing, got to go into the rectory. Yeah. And the priest behind him had the same exact cross. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And, and, and he said, I, I have this cross. And the priest said, it's, <laughs> it's not an accident. God brought you here. Oh, my gosh. And, I you believe know, in that. I, well, that's what I say. You know, I, I interviewed somebody very, very, one of the first interviews I did, who was uh-huh. like a spiritual type of person. And she said, she said, sure. they want to be found. You that's know, right. They, they that's want so to right. be found. Yeah. These things aren't accidental. Right. Um, and at a time, just you're bringing me to memory that I, sometimes I accidentally, not even just sometimes, not, not most of the times, but a few times I've happened to open a book up and that marriage record I was looking for in the middle of the 1700s was right before my eyes. I just opened the book. Of course, it could be a piece of coincidence or chance, but what are the odds? I mean, it's just the case that sometimes you find stuff not because you're looking for it, but because you're trying to look for it. You're not even thinking you want to look for it. And it's right there. It's it's just the genealogy magic I call it every time. My U.S. manager says, "Well, manager, well, I'm the manager first of all. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> he's the manager of the U.S. branch office, but he is, is our representative there, and he uh, believes a lot in DNA, and he knows DNA analyze, and he calls that DNA magic. For me, being here, lucky enough to do this job and take take my clients or hold my clients' hands and everybody's hands." to the source records is really what I will call magic. Anything that you can find from the real source, is all makes in the re- and you know, your experience a rich full one in family history, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And you know, I had, I had found um, my cousin Linda, um, 
she was researching Maria Piramalo in America. And the only two Piramalos that came to America, her, her great grandmother and my grandmother, uh, who was her, her niece. And sure. um, she contacted me through Ancestry and said, I think we're researching the same person. Do you think we're related? And I said, yeah, we're definitely related because there, there's only one Piramalo. And she did the DNA test and it originally came back we, on her side that we weren't a match. And I looked on mm -hmm. my side and it was a match. Anyway, she contacted them That's and they, they fixed it out. But when I finally got to meet her, our families in America were so connected through the, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s and the 50s. Again, I had no idea until, you know, we found Linda. Her okay. grandmother, her grandmother had because because uh, her aunt worked in my grandfather's shop in New York City, they made bridal crowns and, and veils mm. and stuff. Oh, nice. She brought beads from my grandfather's shop and gave my sister and my cousin and, and me, you know, a little package of beads from my grandfather's right, right, shop right. from the 1930s, 40s, whenever it was. Uh -huh. uh, and yeah. You know, I had no, I mean, who saves stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, a, you know, I have it. It's just like, you know, just something that connects you back to another that's era. Great. And that's, that's what's, you know, that's what, you know, 99% of the people just don't get, you know, you, you, that's right. when you that's do right. this, you're connected back to the past, you know, you, you find out who you are and who you were, you know? It, it, it's, it's exactly the purpose of, of what we do in tours, you know, and I, among all the services I, I provide and our company provides, I do love touring, not just because I travel, I got to explore. Actually, that's number one thing for me. I mean, well, besides the, the history love and all, but I, I, I do get to explore areas in my country that I, I don't even care about. I mean, I, I will never care about it if we're not for, for the job. And, and well, now I care a lot about it. And of course, I think villages and towns, small towns that huge potential in genealogy tourism if you want to call it that way mm -hmm. if only these towns understood even italian towns themselves understood you know I, i'm i'm daydreaming wildly dreaming of a day that all these little towns will gather and offer something government propelled or government provided or financed if you will or funded such that those descendants from those towns are going to be welcomed in and warmly not because they're not welcome, but it's just that there's no setting or no setup uh, arrangement. There's no such a thing like, let's call the descendants up from Monte Corvino Rabella, or uh, I'm just, you know, throwing names out there, you know, Apicena, um, or whatever small town exists is actually losing in population. There's a, a drop, a huge drop of people. And, you know, I call this the, the third wave of emigration. The third wave after the first one occurred when most Americans have their ancestors coming from so end of 1800s early 1900s the second one after world war ii where most people yes they did go to america but a lot of others went to australia and canada and those are not even our clients yet you know we're, we're getting slightly getting a few interests from there but dixie it's like italians as well because us here in the country we don't care just as much as australians most canadians and Australians don't uh because their connections are still there you know it's when you lose the tie it's when you lose the connection that you start wondering uh, and then the third wave, though, is now, as everybody can move, everybody can, uh, you know, I call it the silent movement, because everybody can just hop on the plane and leave. And we don't even get to, we don't even get to make a book out of that. I mean, there's no, 
such well people talk about it statistically wise but there's no such a huge room, uh, noise that, they, that, that this is this is making right so uh, but what what is going to be the what, what's the future going to be for these towns what's the future going to be for casal paduli i have tons of examples i can bring up to you well the tourism itself the tourism portion of my company has proven me to you know he showed me how i appreciate the very little contribution i can make and give these towns and the people of course alike coming back to their roots and it's not just about the trip it's about experience it's about the opportunity to walk in your ancestors footsteps after all and i just wish again that government knew this um i got ideas there that one day i'll, I'll throw i'll throw it to you a little more in detail but there is uh simply uh a big of enough knowledge uh, and, and i mean an interest that uh we should explore more and we should definitely offer as a country uh, offer as a bigger base to, to those who want to peruse this pursue this let me just add one thing for those who want to really come and visit we are offering still i'm not sure if i'm allowed to do this but i am already uh we're offering a little discount for black friday weekend it's done it's gone but just for those who are watching this episode i'm very happy to uh, continue this ex and extend this discount uh up until christmas and New Year's. So for the entire month of December, just for those who are watching about Bob Serena's interview with me, I really thank Bob for being patient with having me today, finally, after years of trying to catch me. Uh, I'm more than happy to offer and pay my, due, my, my dues with the fact that I was so hard to be reached to give and in giving 20% off our tours and any other services you guys were interested in. For sure. That's fabulous. I'll, yeah, I'll put a little blurb in the in the blog about that Thank too. And, and just to your sure. point about the tourism, you know, my you know my uh, mother's family's from Torito and in, in Bari, and and uh, you know nobody even heard it, but there's a lot of Bares in New York, yeah. especially you know. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, my uncle, uh, my uncle Giovanni, when my grandparents came, they left him there as a young mm. boy. He didn't leave Italy with his family until 1950. Wow. He had he had never he had never met his brothers and sisters, and wow. he hadn't seen his parents in 35 years when he came. That's wild. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That's uh, and and so and they you know he lived in the house that my great grandparents lived in. It's still there. Some of my cousins have gone back, so I'm really looking forward to to getting back there too because. That's the other side of the family, you know. The one side sure. has all yeah. the aristocratic stuff, and the other side were they were you know farmers from from Torito, and yes. you know completely yeah. different world. I, I never would have had a chance of meeting, except for America, you know. Of course, that, that of course, was, it's that equally was, interesting though. It's it's different side, but yeah. it's still on a different level. It still you know intrigues you and. It should. I mean, it always should. When, uh, when, when I was going through the records, everybody was a Contadino or Filatrese. Am I saying it right? Seamstress. And finally, I found somebody, I think he, like in the early 1800s, he was a uh, forest ranger or something like that. I was oh boy, somebody did something different. It was really amazing. Uh, well, this, is, this has been. Yeah, go ahead. One thing, one more thing I really want to add about a tour, just because it's a technical detail, but please do know, well, it's for you and everybody else here, when coming on the tour, because I get this question asked a lot of times, and there's tons of other things we should talk and talk, and please have me on any other time if you will, if you want it. Of course, it's not going to happen in another year or two, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but what I want to say about the tour is um, graveyards, grave sites, 
hard to find, hard to believe for you, but it's very hard to find tombstones and grave sites dating back to the 1700s and, and further back. Um, no, there's no perpetual, there's never been a perpetual burial policy in this country up until the time that Italy actually became a country, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we do have a way to keep sites going as long as a family has enough money to run through and 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 to to pay towards that. But for instance, my 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 my, my girlfriend's father is going to be exhumated and exhumed in a few years, just after the ten years he died. And well, we're going to keep money in it, and we're going to put money in it. We're going to put him in a mausoleum kind of thing. But back in the days, I mean, not such a thing was expected to happen all the time for all families. You know, right. but we're doing this for. For, for 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 now we're doing it but you know my family does it my father actually is saying the same about my grandparents you know it's just uh it's just the way it was so just know i i you know we can't make miracles here for that just uh you know it's it's not an happy note to end this conversation with but just wanted to make sure it was out there for everybody no no that's good and that's that's great for uh somebody to know so um just give everybody the website uh and i'll sure. I'll, I'll print it too but Thank you. Well, so we are uh, reachable at, or you guys can visit our website at www.bellaitaliagenealogy.com. Uh, I'm not going to, um, you know, focus on how you guys spell genealogy, but I have seen U.S.-born people messing that up, unfortunately. So please write it out, Bob, for me. Um, we appreciate that. Uh, we also, you can actually find us on our Facebook pages at same same name, same name. Uh, so Bellaitaliagenealogy Genealogy, as well as Instagram. Uh, there should be some WhatsApp number out there for those who want to contact me directly on the social media, uh, just because I use WhatsApp every day, as a lot of my clients know, although I may be behind with a lot of uh, messages that I deal with every day. So I do have other two, uh, well, actually three great business members that I, I want to thank here publicly, Federica, Justin, and Jeanette. Uh, and the family is actually growing. We also are going to have some specialists for uh, marketing uh, very soon up next year. And so, but please reach us as at, you know, at the bellatelegenealogy.com website. We're going to make uh, a free consultation for you, uh, which means we're going to validate your data, whatever you have, just like I did for Bob, uh, because we want to make sure that we can actually get the job done for you. And before doing that, we need to explore what you have and validate it and, and guarantee that we guys can attain some results for you, for sure. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been absolutely fabulous and great to finally talk to you in person. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been it's been a while, but it, I can't even believe it happened since the last see this video published. So thank you so much for this. Okay, you're quite welcome.